When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Out walks one offensive coordinator, in walks in another offensive coordinator. Welcome back to Buckeye Talk. I'm Stephen Means. That's Nathan Barrett, and that's Andrew Gillis. On the same day, Ohio State is expecting to lose Bill O'Brien to Boston College as its new head coach. They're taking another head coach, and that's Chip Kelly from UCLA, who is expected to be Ohio State's new offensive coordinator. That's a lot of offensive coordinators who have have come in and out of Ohio State in the recent history here. Nathan, when you look at Chip Kelly, obviously there's a long history between him and Ryan Day. He was his offensive coordinator when Ryan Day was the quarterback's coach at New Hampshire. Ryan Day served on some of his coaching staffs once he went into coaching at multiple places. Chip Kelly been at UCLA for the last four or five years here since 2018, and obviously is most well known for his days at Oregon when he turned them into a bit of a national juggernaut from 2008 to 2012, but also served as the office coordinator for two years before that. When you look at that resume, when you look at the relationship he and Ryan Day have already had coming into this conversation, obviously, we talked about how Bill O'Brien maybe fit everything Ryan Day was looking for, but when you add in the extra elements, is Chip Kelly maybe a better fit? Well, I don't know about fit. I just feel like it, it – use that word, I guess, if we want to. But it just – it it is everything he was looking for from Bill O'Brien, but more. Just because they have that familiarity. You, you're stepping in from day one with a shared concept of offensive football that was born from the same town in New Hampshire – however many years ago and the connection that has run through the years with them and with Bill O'Brien, you know, that is someone that Ryan day obviously respected because of the places he had been. And it sounded like Bill O'Brien had come in and in that short tenure was becoming integrated in everything they were doing. It sounded like that was going fine. It just, this opportunity came up, but the connection that he has with, with Chip Kelly is different. And it's both that familiarity, but then also Chip Chip Kelly coming in with the sort of clout that he has. I mean, those same words that we use with Bill O'Brien apply to Chip Kelly, even if things at UCLA hadn't been setting the world on fire, even if his NFL experience 
didn't go the way that he and Ryan Day had hoped it would. What he did at Oregon, what he's done in general, he's still a respected mind and a respected person in this game. And I think that's an important match in what Ryan Day both wanted and needed for this job. Because as I think you and I were talking about this, Stephen, as we were um, hanging out after practice, and I think we've touched on it on the pods and things that we've talked about. But if you bring in someone who is sort of an up-and-coming coordinator, or if you thought Brian Hartline could do the job and you promoted him even, and, and made him the play caller. Uh, number one, you'd still have to go find a, a quarterback's coach, but I think people know where I'm going with this. You're still, someone doesn't have necessarily the foundation to tell Ryan Day, respectfully, Mr. Head Coach, this is my job. Stay, like, I've got this. Don't, in, don't encroach into here too much. I have my territory here. You've entrusted me with doing this. You can trust me to do this. I will go do this job. And I think if it's a if it's a lower level person, if it's somebody younger, somebody without the same presence about them, that maybe Ryan Day would be too e- easily, as I'm sure he's going to be tempted, even with Kelly, even with Bill O'Brien, he was going to be tempted at some point. We heard him talk on Wednesday. He wants to still call plays. He wants to. He, that's still his ultimate vision of being, I think, a national championship or whatever winning head coach is that he's calling the plays that win that game in addition to doing everything else. He's making that concession, but I think when that itch comes, someone like Chip Kelly, just as Bill O'Brien before him uh, for three weeks, would have been able to like put up some walls and say, uh, "You don't have to worry about this." And not only you don't you should you not worry about it, please don't. Like this is my job. This is what you brought me here to do. I am the head coach of the offense. Jim Knowles is the head coach of the defense, and you are the head coach of both of us. But we've got you got to let those guys cook in their kitchens as 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 it is so i think that's what is the most important thing here because as we talked about on this is like our first re-emergency pod we did already one emergency pod where we were we were talking about bill o'brien the finality of that coming this morning and we're like oh maybe by the end of the weekend and then a couple hours later so i think that's important too that there was no there's no period of uh purgatory here really it didn't extend that ryan day just got this out of the way friday afternoon but as we were talking about there, if you start pulling back from your ideal credentials that you were looking for in this situation, even looking at someone like Jason Candle, um, as who long rumored or speculated uh, that, that they might be interested in the Toledo coach for a job like this, it's not the same. He doesn't have the same gravitas or whatever word you want to use to really take control of that side of the ball. And for Ryan Day to put his full trust in that. And there's probably, I think I even said it on that earlier pod, there's probably nobody in all of football that Ryan Day trusts more than Chip Kelly. We've done a lot of emergency pods over the past month and a half, and that's because things keep happening with Ohio State. I don't remember doing (laughs) two in a day, though. Two in a day on the same topic. That's why I said the re-emergency pod. Yeah, this is is a special special case. But Ryan Day kept using that term contingency plan on Wednesday. And that alone, it it held weight thin of like, I'm not just, we have, there's plans in place here. This is exactly what that means. We're ready to go. If We don't want it to happen, but if it does, I know where I'm going next in this situation. And to your point, yeah, we were talking about that. It, that's going to happen at some point. It's not going to happen in the spring. 
because Ryan Day is going to be too busy trying to make sure that doesn't happen in the spring. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. It's going to happen in like week four of the season when everybody's comfortable and it's a Wednesday night and Ryan Day is just like in it and everybody's just in it. And he tries to go a little too far and Chip Kelly goes, yo, chill. I've got this. I've got the little red pointy stick. Chill. Chill. Literally go do something else. Chill. Andrew, I'll bring you into this conversation because there's two parts of this. Obviously, there's a passing game, which Ohio State has been known for under Ryan Day, and there's a running game, which has been a constant conversation since J.K. Dobbins walked out of there in 2019. When you look at Chip Kelly's history and what he maybe he brings best to Ohio State, where does he maybe impact this offense the most? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you hear a lot about that spread run game. Um, you know, I know there were a couple of clips that were kind of, you know, going around on Twitter in the immediate aftermath because it, it, at Oregon, when he was there, they, they did run a lot of two running back sets. And, you know, you think of a guy like LaMichael James and, and you know, kind of what he did at Oregon. And you start to think, Ohio State has two pretty good running backs. And I, you start to wonder, and I start to wonder what that offense can look like because... I think we had talked for a couple of weeks about the split of Travion Henderson and Quinshawn Judkins and what happens here and, you know, how do you mix this up and what did we just entirely kind of pass over the possibility of running two running back sets and you have three receivers and two backs and that's part of your offense that you can run out for a decent amount of time. I, I think we might have. Like, I, I think that that's a very real possibility right now. Um, so go, go ahead, Nathan. But yeah, I, I think that that is, you know, the run game, I certainly, I certainly think is one thing. I do think we didn't really delve into that. But to be fair, that has never been that big a part of the Ryan Day offense. Like, it's something right. they've, like, bandied about. But they never really follow through on it when they've had multiple running backs. It's been very rare. What they did this past season, putting Chip Trainum as out, like, as a glorified fullback mm-hmm. along with yeah. Henderson or whoever, like, that's about as close as they've really ever come. And that isn't what we're talking about here. What we'd be talking about here is, like, putting two capital T tailbacks on the field at the same time. And that has been a staple of Oregon's offense. And we've seen what an Oregon offense, um, an Oregon style offense, you know, Joe Moorhead had his own offense, obviously, but there were still the vestiges of what has been built at Oregon for a long time that were at play when they came here in 2000 uh, or 2021 and won that game. Now, that's a decade after Chip Kelly, but I'm just saying we've seen what that kind of an offense can be. And I'm I think that is the most intriguing part of this to me is as we were saying earlier today with Bill O'Brien, who knows how long this lasts? Chip Kelly's given up a lot of money, we think. We don't know the the, the particulars yet. We believe he's going to have to give up a lot of money to come be the offensive coordinator here for even one year. Maybe he's not coming here to be here forever. Maybe he still has the head coach itch and goes back to that soon. But if you're talking about what is a fit for this 2024 offense and the personnel that Ohio State has put together for this year, Trevon Williams, Quinshawn Judkins, Will Howard as a mobile quarterback, and then, or a, a mobile passer, and then the receiving talent you're sprinkling in outside of that that you can take full advantage of using someone like Emeka Buka in the run game. Like, it, this might be an even more perfect fit from a scheme standpoint than Bill O'Brien would have been. I'm ready to use my full imagination with what 11 guys are going to be on the field on a given play because we have gone from. Four years ago, the idea of even doing the four wide receiver thing, 
It's like they don't do that here. It's 12 personnel and 11 personnel and 13 personnel in gold line sets. To now, they might do 13 personnel in the middle of the field. Maybe with Chip Kelly coming in, they might go two running backs in the backfield. Four wide receivers, they started doing it a little bit last year. You can continue that because Oregon, back when they had Chip Kelly, used to do that there. Andrew, before you go again, though, I'll just throw these numbers in here. We're going to do a bigger deep dive on this next week, getting into this run game that Chip Kelly had, especially in his Oregon days. But he got to Oregon in 2007, spent two years as an offensive coordinator, then took over as a head coach in 2009. Sound familiar? Somebody else did that a decade later at Ohio State. Every single year he was at Oregon, they had the number one rushing attack in the the Pac-12, and they were top 10 every single year. And in fact, they were first in the country three of those years that he was at Oregon. So we're talking about a significant upgrade. Well, also, Justin Fry's on the staff, who did spend a couple of years working with Chip Kelly at UCLA. So they already have a built-in relationship there. One of the things, too, that I, that I do want to touch on, I think a lot of people saw this news and went, wait a minute, a head coach from a Big Ten program is going to be the coordinator at a Big Ten program. And with all due respect to Columbus, Ohio, he's leaving Los Angeles to do it. Like, what? I, and I think a lot of people kind of looked at that. And I kind of had that reaction when Chip Kelly's name started to get thrown out. And then you just look more and more into it. And I, I think it makes sense, as you're saying, Nathan, from a 2024 perspective for everybody. Because Chip Kelly, um, he had some some troubled times at UCLA. Like, there, there were reports that they were going to fire him. And then there were reports that he was going to try and get out. And then it was just kind of this whole mess going on. And they're changing chancellors. The, the, it's a very similar situation to Ohio State. Chancellor's leaving in summer of 2024. So he's going to have new people to answer to. And just instead of kind of waiting for the guillotine to drop, really, you can come to Ohio State and lead an offense where you can, you know, presumably maybe take a step back and then in a year or two kind of get to where you want to go. It's a little bit, I think of it like going back to college. You know, you're going to get a new degree or you're going to get a master's degree in something. You might have to, you know, maybe put off something for a year or two and then you can get back to maybe where you want to be because there was just a lot that that kind of under the surface that wasn't working at UCLA. And one of those things was recruiting um, in the 21 class um, there, uh, there are 21 through 24, I should say. The recruiting rankings were 32nd, 61st, 37th, and 87th. So Chip Kelly's not exactly, you know, this elite recruiter who's going to show up and just, you know, win all of these rooms and win all of these quarterbacks and win all of these running backs and receivers and whatever. That That's not going to be his role. His role is to show up and kind of manage the day-to-day kind of on-field game plan aspect. And I think that that's why this works, because now we talked about this with Ryan Day kind of handling more macro stuff. Ryan Day can go recruit quarterbacks. And you got C.J. Stroud, the rookie of the year, mm-hmm. talking about how Ryan Day is a great developer of quarterbacks and a great recruiter of quarterbacks. And, you know, he I, I forget the exact phrasing, but he called him, you know, one of the best quarterback developers. If not, I think it may have been even the best quarterback developer in the country. Like you have that guy now basically just saying, don't worry about the game plan each week. Don't worry about what you're running on third and short against this particular team. Go out and recruit these guys and hand them to Chip Kelly for however long he's here. And that, I think, is why this makes so much sense. Because from a game plan perspective, Stephen, you're right. You kind of just open up the closet and say, what do you want? You got everything you need here. Go cook with it. And now you're kind of allowing Ryan Day to go out and maybe pick some more of the ingredients. And I think the way that this this staff is shaping up, 
you, I mean, you feel pretty good about maybe this dichotomy that they've got going. And Nathan, I think that's the one place where this is similar to Jim Knowles. We talked about this on the first emergency pod that we did today, where it's not the offensive coordinator was never going to be a situation where it's the Jim Knowles where, okay, this might be the last job he ever has. So he probably will be here for the rest of his remaining career because he's tried that road before. Maybe Chip Kelly does try to get back into the head coaching game. Maybe even 12 months from now, we see that. Heck, the way this went, let's check it in three weeks and let's see what happens here. But the aspect of your job is to come in here and scheme, just like with Jim Knowles. I don't think we hold Jim Knowles to the same standard recruiting that we do the other defensive assistant coaches. We ho- I think it'll be the same thing with Chip Kelly, while also he can go recruit. He did get Dante Moore, a five-star quarterback from the Midwest, to come play for him at UCLA. So while it's not the same as with Bill O'Brien being able to get Tom Brady on speed dial to talk to these recruits, it's still – you get these first of all, Ryan Day is still Ryan Day to Andrew's point. He can go out there and recruit these quarterbacks. But Chip Kelly doesn't hurt you on the recruiting trail, but he can help you in some of these situations. While also this boils down to while it's not the same in terms of big picture, in terms of 2024, what the roles are going to be like. I think Chip Kelly and Jim Knowles are very similar where it's like get in there and scheme and give me the best offense and the best defense. We that you guys can come up with, and then let's go put it on the field on Saturday. I also think there's something to be said for, again, just reputation across college football. And yes, it's one thing that when you can throw Tom Brady's name around, that means something to the athletes. But Chip Kelly's name means something to high school coaches, to parents, to those people. There's still going to be some impact there. I think that's something that can't be overlooked here. But it is more a, I think... A, a thing that opens Ryan Day up more to have an even bigger impact with, with the coach because it's just every little thing he has to do less on a day-to-day basis for the game plan frees him up for an extra phone call, extra film watching, extra whatever that maybe helps him get those guys. It's not like Ohio State's had trouble getting commitments from the top quarterbacks in the country, by the way, including some that don't end up coming here. But even the ones that do end up coming here are, are pretty talented. So that isn't necessarily a part of this. I never thought, even with Bill O'Brien coming in, I didn't think that the quarterback recruiting had to necessarily be enhanced in any way. That's They're fine with that. It's more about the structural performance of everything and how it all lines up under Ryan Day now. So everything that we've been saying for the past couple of weeks, ex- just like delete Bill O'Brien's name and put Chip Kelly's name in because all of that still applies for Ryan Day in terms of what his role is going to be and why he decided that this was finally the right time for him to give up play calling and why he went in this direction. It's just now it's Chip Kelly, his former coach, his former boss. He's going to be the boss of him now. Chip Kelly coming in as your offensive coordinator for Ohio State in 2024. That's nine of ten spots. Field for Ohio State, Ryan Day still has to figure out what he wants to do with that 10 spot, whether he wants to go with a strictly defensive guy, whether he wants to have a special teams coordinator, or however else he'll decide to use that. But get the text 614-350-3315 when that information reveals itself. The first place you're going to get it is in your phone, 614-350-3315, two-week free trial, $399 after that. For Nathan Baird and for Andrew Gillis, I'm Stephen Means, and that was another Emergency Buckeye Talk. 